Yo, welcome back to Double Stack F1 Podcast. On our on today, we have Sha and Trevor. Uh, everybody kind of watched the race all over the place. Somebody was in Florida. How was it down there? How was the race? How'd you watch it? Trevor? Uh, I watched it on my phone, actually, but Florida was great. Um, it was nice down there. The weather was nice. Hung out at the beach a little bit. Nice. Did you put a lot of uh, Instagram reels out there? All right. Is it reels on Instagram? What do you have on Instagram? Like uh, just reels, right? oh yeah, I think stories. Stories, like yeah. Picture pictures of the beach, pictures of the sunrise. Yeah, yeah. You could have gotten those from uh, from Google though. You weren't in any of them. Any, <laughs> That's we true. Proof. We need proof. But anyways, yeah, great race. Uh, a lot of action into turn one, two restarts. Um, different top ten, I would say. Uh, a lot of people driving from the back, drivers out of place. Fantastic drives from certain drivers and others struggled really. It was it was a mixed bag. Um yeah, walked out kind of pleased overall with uh what we saw was a pretty good race uh at the end. That was those those are my impression. How about you, uh Shah? It was a pretty good race, yeah. I believe uh this was first normal weekend we had. And we could Yeah, after yeah. that. After the sprint. After last week's sprint, this was a good, normal, clean weekend. FP1, FP2, FP3, teams having more time to set it up. I mean, FP1 was interesting because most of the teams decided to do their uh, young driver testing or young driver mandatory practice session. So that was good to see and how the teams were able to. It's about from Romeo. Yeah, he had break issues. Yeah, unlucky, he approached her. Hopefully he gets another shot in Abu Dhabi. Because Wally Joe is not yeah, so Saturday... a rookie, so they need to do two instead of one. Oh, that was interesting. That's a good caveat. So they got away with just doing one last mm-hmm. year, huh? Then think McLaurin this year. Right. All they need to do is one. Uh, <laughs> okay, that's why they didn't have a driver this yeah. time. They're going to have one next time. Uh, similar, I guess, with... Uh, uh, Williams, then they just need no, one. McLaren is uh, putting a Pato award into the Warren. No, think. I mean, w- Williams. Williams, Williams will yep, have same. to do the same as McLaren. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, that's interesting. Little nugget of information there. Yeah, if you want FP2, FP3, Williams hitting the top there for a couple of them, that there was, uh, there was hope for an exciting weekend after all. Who was as excited as I was uh, on Friday, FP1 and FP? Three, like, this is happening. Change your fantasy team, guys. I mean, slightly, yes, looking at the Williams. But also, it was more or less uh, luck or how multiple factors fell into the slot. At the same time, the track temperature, the ambient temperature, and you could immediately see FP1, FP3 happened in the same time slots. And then you had FP2 and quality, yeah. and you could see Williams perform similar in FP2 and quality, and then the race was between all of these sessions. Yeah. So Williams was in the middle, probably yeah. higher, probably and lower. Stronger, but yep. So I think Williams really benefited from that little break during the race. Williams liked a higher temperature or higher road surface temperature, uh, or it suited their cars over the low temp as the day progressed. So that's why they did bad in quality. Or Albon was complaining mm-hmm. that he had no pace. 
and in the mm-hmm. race too, beginning of the race, slightly struggling, or he had a good pace as the race went off, he was trying to drop down. Good. Yeah. How about you, Trevor? Anything, uh, any, any views about the race? What, what caught um, your eye? Yeah, I thought it was a really interesting race. Um, pretty eventful lap one, turn one. Um, I thought it was pretty unfortunate for Checo, but, um, definitely his own, his own, um, fault there. But, um, yeah, overall, I thought it was an exciting race. Um, yeah, two uh two different two different race starts and a lot of a lot of action, a lot of um cars out of position like you mentioned. Norris uh I thought did a great job. I thought Hamilton did a great job. Thought it was a interesting race. That's good. Yeah, let's hop in. Uh starting from the, the guy in P one, Max Verstappen. I just gotta say impeccable race, managed his tires really, really well. Uh and drove this home. Cleanly, he was a little bit upset after the red flag. That was the only thing I have to think him on. So a little bit pissed off that uh, they they brought in a red flag. Uh, he said it wasn't that bad of a damage, but it happens. It's, you know, in the heat of the moment, nobody, everybody wants to keep going and doesn't want to stop. So kind of understand that. Uh, but overall, he drove a clean, spectacular race. Dodged the turn one issue. Could have been. It could have pulled them in as well. As the as Leclerc was getting bagged, but uh, ultimately unscathed and uh, just took off from there and uh, put out another Verstappen show for us to to appreciate. So that was my take on Verstappen. Yeah, yeah, he had a pretty clean weekend, straight off the bat, uh, working on the car setup. He was confident on the strategy, and then Quali too. Uh, yeah, that was a surprise, Quali. Uh, given how Ferrari locked out the front row. And again, that, that was again based on a bunch of multiple factors falling together. That we will get to <laughs> once we get to Ferrari. Yeah. <laughs> I think I have a lot to say about Ferrari at the moment. Uh, Trevor, any good insight? Uh, what's your take on Verstappen's weekend, though? Anything um, surprised you? Or... Had a... No, I didn't think it was very surprising. Um, it was an impressive weekend, but. Yeah, like uh, I was a little bit surprised, I guess, um, by qualifying, like you guys were saying. But um, yeah, wasn't too shocked that he uh, took the lead, um, you know, after turn one, and kind of there's no looking back from there. That kind of seems to be how a lot of the races go when he doesn't start on pole. Um, well, so wasn't into the first turn, right? Yeah, or relatively early on, and once he gets once mm-hmm. he gets the race lead, like that's that's it. By amigos. Yeah, I mean, he has a pretty good oh. game plan with his team. Every time you see in the past races, it's either get the move done after the race start. If not, uh, slowly push in on it to get on it to shoot your tires off. So slowly get them into the window. And he's done the same thing. He took his lead, lap one, and then he just pulled away. And he had his own thing. Yeah, no wonder he was slightly... Uh, Disappointed, or he was slightly annoyed when the red flag came on because the team was on a pretty good strategy with two stuff. So, and he felt like uh, him starting on the hards would be somewhat of a risk given how the cars in the back might overtake him. But we did get two restarts. The first one 
a red a red flag he could change his tires too yeah. so no big deal right we could do the two restart the first restart with the wacky grid the second restart with the actual grid that we could have seen if all of the all things went good on saturday kind of thing that's how i felt yeah yeah give or take the give or take right yeah that was that was kind of the ultimate feel uh uh lois hamilton um came came into the paddock with uh, a bottle of tequila uh just to celebrate the the mexican vibe uh only caveat that it was just non-alcoholic uh i think f1 dinged them right away so you can't be promoting um other other products in the paddock uh so ended up being a little sip after the race to, to celebrate his p2 but uh other than that, uh, tough weekend at the start. Uh, from from what I what I could see, FP one, FP two, the car just wasn't there for them, really. But it it all come came together by quality. Um, managed to top it in Q one and Q two, but Q three just didn't put in the the necessary laps to start up front. Him and Russell, but uh, was able to salvage a lot during the race. Had a tough time be- behind signs and. And Leclerc to to get overtakes done, ultimately pulled a fantastic will in the grass overtake on on Leclerc for P two there and uh, then managed his tires to the end. I didn't think he could manage thirty six lap on those mediums, but was able to pull it off for another uh, podium. Then I was scared: is are they gonna take this one away as well? But track service here is pretty smooth, so the likelihood of them degrading or uh, running one millimeter short short. Is as it was pretty slim, and you're learning your lesson in a, in a top team like that. But that was just my funny take on on that. Um, yeah. Anybody else? Cool takes on that. Well, he pretty much summed up. He had a pretty uh, good weekend, promising upgrades. The car is getting there, so he is getting comfortable with the car. You could uh, listen to his radio message or you could also feel the way he is driving and his lap times and how he is after a session's done. He's quite comfortable and confident with the car and uh, he's happy that they're slightly making progress. But he's at the back of uh, the back of his mind he's also disappointed that they can't catch Red Bull yet. But hey, one step at a time for uh, Mercedes and he's happy. How about you, Trevor? Mr. Leclerc, I'll swing Leclerc to you right away. Uh, I know we covered a lot on Hamilton. How about Leclerc? What's your take on him? A fresh, a fresh perspective here. Um, I thought I was a bit. Um, I thought the incident with Perez was gonna be a bit more of a problem for Leclerc than it ended up being. Um, he seemed to kind of get get out of that one without um, too serious a damage. Um, but I thought he drove a pretty good race. I thought Hamilton's uh, overtake on him was probably the best overtake of the race. Um, yeah. But yeah, all in all, I thought he did a, a pretty good job. For me, I'm sorry, you the this, best right? overtake of the race are two. One, uh, Norris on Ricardo and Norris on Russell. These are the two. That was the, that was the other one, yeah. That was a Which really one? good one, too. Which one? Re- Norris on, in, on Ricardo on and Russell. Norris on Russell. I don't remember the Ricardo one. Ricardo one was wasn't it just drive by? No, that was. Right. I remember the Russell no. one because what did he do that so one? So Norris Ricardo, they they barely had any space in between. 
the two of the cars. Ah, uh, okay, but like yeah, going to the edge to four. the limit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah, Lando was on a mission, so that was cool. Uh, Carlos signs. Who wants to take him? Let's talk about Carlos's race. He had a pretty decent race behind uh, Charles Leclerc. Uh, I mean, at one point of time, he thought, or we all thought, that he could be slightly faster given how Charles Leclerc had uh, front wing damage after the lap one incident. A little bit of damage, right? Yeah, but uh, yeah, this is more of a uh, track that's at high altitude, so you more or less have a low drag. And that's why you didn't see much of a DRS effect on any of these cars. Most of the cars were more or less uh, on a similar pace with or without DRS. DRS didn't play a Mac, uh, major effect in terms of overtaking. Sainz had a pretty yeah, good race, pretty decent strategy from Ferrari. Uh, starting P1, P2 for Ferrari and finishing P3, P4. That's a good weekend for them. I don't think they could have made any much more progress. Surprisingly, the tires uh, were there for the entirety of the race. So that was good. And he had a good battle with Russell. He was able to bend off Russell during the second part of the race after the restart. And uh, yeah, that, that more or less from fine. Pretty clean race. I think he was he was really, really... he, play, he He's very good under the fence uh, when, when it's hard to overtake him. A lot of drivers have had trouble getting past them. Um, he takes it absolutely to the limit in terms of defending. Sometimes it's borderline weaving at the last second. Uh, I heard a few radio messages where like, dude, this guy's literally moving at the last second. Uh, it was Verstappen had a taste in Monza. Um, Hamilton had a lot of taste here. Russell had uh, his fair share. Um, and I don't... I think even even Norris, right? Norris never got to him. It would have been great to see Norris fight him, uh, but that ultimately didn't happen. Uh, I think that would have been a tough one uh, uh, to overtake for, for Norris if he eventually made it there. But, yeah, overall, really impressed by his drive on, on Sunday for signs. Um, next up, Lando Norris. I'll give this to Shah. I think Shah has some wonderful flowery comments. To deliver no, nothing. For, uh, he just had a good order. race. What's your take? <laughs> a really good race. Uh, I mean, yeah, he made uh, his mistake on the quali, which resulted in him knocking out in Q1, and then starting in P17 after everybody's penalties uh, slot and slot them into their grid places. He had a pretty normal race start. He started off on softs. I mean, I I kind of called his strategy out. He had three new subs, given how he didn't take part in any of the qualifying sessions. So Just like, let's let him yeah, race. So he had a normal race start out of the incident. Uh, made some good progress. His second stint on the uh, new hard tires. He, that was an amazing stint that he made work. Uh, I think he overshot at least 10 cars between those. During the first 10 laps of his hard stint. And uh, he started making good overtakes. He didn't rely... I mean, he used the DRS bit of the track and also under-braking. Oh, yeah. Most of the moves under-braking, he was able to follow the close. Late break. Yeah. Uh, close. A lot of it was into turn one, right? 
on that on that long on that first second stint on the hard. I think a lot of it was could always see him on the into turn one. He would get that, even if it, I don't know if it was the toe that was good enough for him or the DRS effect. And add to that the the incremental tire benefit he had uh, with fresher tires. Had the tire benefit, um, the DRS, uh, the track temperature coming down all through the race. Uh, as the race was progressing, yeah. the track temperatures were coming down. So uh, that's why you could see that everybody's mediums yeah. after the red flag restart lasted for half the duration of the race, from lap 37 all and the way was... to 71, which we, nobody assumed it to be. It, and that's why odds it, it were was not both. working in, because the track temperature was low. Because it was yeah. And it was funny, he he made all that progress in, in that second hard stint just to, like, fumble it all on the restart. Um, I think he dropped considerably, but, yeah. hey, he yeah, dropped, helped us get a he, master class. Yeah. yeah. He did a really good job on the restart, too, to avoid um, potential catastrophe. Yeah, he kind of was about to get sandwiched, and he backed out. Um he ended up losing, I think, three or four positions, but you know, I just saw uh, more than that. <laughs> like he dropped. I think he went tenth to fourteenth. I yep, think it was tenth to fourteen. He had a very cautious uh, restart, trying to stay out of trouble. Didn't want to go ahead. But one of the guys he picked up uh, last was uh, George Russell. Um, I think George just isn't comfortable yet i don't know if it's the track uh he was he was good in fp3 looked strong going into quality so i i, I thought wait well, he was good here last year uh could do a really good performance this year but just isn't gelling quite yet with the with the new upgrades that's kind of my conclusion here but not sure uh yeah he he didn't have the pace ultimately you know, Lando got him um, for for people quite quite easily too. I would say, just he was eating up on time too. I'm like Lando was four back and just like chipping away at at the Delta. He was until closing he in to, like a half a second a lap. A lap. Yeah, it was it was it was interesting. That McLaren is pretty good yeah. compared to the to the Mercedes, at least in the hand of, of Russell. It was it was it was it was one heck of a performance difference there. Clear. For uh, Russell, not much other than that. Uh, no, I think uh, Russell uh, shot his tires, or uh, he 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 overused his tires when he was uh, fighting Carlos Sainz after the restart, and uh, yeah, that's yeah. when when he then I think he, the team came onto the radio, told him to probably build some gap up, build some energy, and go back. <laughs> but then I think he built a large mm-hmm. enough gap with those tires, or. He lost the temperature in those they tires. Cool they cooled down, and then he was never able to bring them back. Mm-hmm. Or uh, they went yeah. through graining phase. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what happened with him. But yeah. Yeah, more or less, not there with Hamilton. Uh, this race, yeah. which he usually does uh, most of the races, but I think the last two races, he's been having some trouble. Oh, and it, you could see it this race too. Yeah, so it's tough to see, but I think, you know, we're starting to see amongst all the teams now, like a clear number one and number two as we get to the tail end of the season. Um, so, two more races. He does really well in Brazil. Won last year, both events, the sprint and the race. So, 
great opportunity for him to rebound, maybe get another win there. So hopeful for Russell to to, to come back uh, next this weekend. He has another chance to like deliver and to, and to reestablish his presence in the team. Um, the man of the show, I would say, Danny Rick. I'll let I'll let Trevor have this one. Maybe you can touch on what 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 are his odds now for for that highly coveted Red Bull seat uh, after the strong performance he delivered this weekend. I mean, I'd say the all the the chatter about him, you know, making his way back to that Red Bull seat at least now looks like a little bit justified. It was a little strange to me before when. Um, he hadn't really done much yet this year. And then, you know, everybody knows how his, uh, time at McLaren turned out. Um, so it was surprising to me at like the extent to which people were saying that he was gonna, um, end up being Max's teammate, um, after, after Checo, but, um, with, with his, uh, results in Mexico, it looks a little bit more, I mean, he's gotta, he's gotta be consistent and keep keep getting good results but um at least there's there's still some some raciness there um out of out of ricardo he was able to put a, a pretty good qualifying lap together um started on the second row um stayed out of trouble and i thought ended up doing pretty much as well as you could have expected out of the the alpha tauri had uh racing against the likes of uh mercedes and and mclaren that's true that's your yeah. shot. Give that no, a it's, shot. It's, it's, it's a, he summed it up pretty good. Uh, and uh, he had a good quality with the help of Yuki. Yuki had engine penalty. Beautiful so uh, all Yuki had yeah. to do was give him toe because he was already going to start from the back of the grid. Daniel yeah. Ricciardo did good. I think this was... I, I read this somewhere saying that this is one of the races where Daniel Rick experimented with his own setup. Rather than taking Yuki's setup, mm. uh, but we are not entirely sure. But could be true, could not be true. So, but it was good. Mm -hmm. uh, and he always goes well here, though. Yeah, he always goes well here historically. So, yeah, pretty decent. Just, well, well, I wasn't too surprised with that. Like, I don't like to jump to conclusions when people have like an amazing weekend like this uh, on a track that I know they historically been great at. I I kind of wait to see a. Let's go back to a track where you're not even, you don't enjoy and see how you perform there. That way I can make a conclusion to, conclusion whether or not you're progressing or the car is progressing really. So same thing applies to the car. If your car is used to like delivering at a certain track, I kind of take any upgrade you bring to that track with a grain of salt. Just like, hey, let's see how it does on a track that didn't historically suit you. So yeah, that was, that was my conclusion there. It looked great. Uh, but want to see more, basically, like Trevor said. Um, next, next fellow up, Oscar Piastri. For me, it felt like uh, the same tell as George Russell. Um, just poor tire management eventually led to a to a poor race. Uh, he got a little ding dong going on with uh, Senor Sonoda at some point, but um, that cost him lap time, and both of them a little bit of damage. Um, and that also played a little part on Piastri dropping off in performance uh, after that. But uh, ultimately, not the stellar performance I saw from him in Qatar. So just hoping to see that again soon. I mean, it's uh, good to be reminded that he's a rookie this year. 
So he's having a rookie trouble, a tire management, pace management in a race. So you can clearly see him struggling with both of those. And uh, that's the two. He knows what he needs to focus on uh, for him to develop. Mm-hmm. So that's good. It's a good learning weekend for him. Uh, yeah, he there's, there was nothing he could do with the Yuki move. Uh, people were just wanting to go to the apex and uh, assuming that there was no car inside or just, so yeah that that was that story f1 2023 mm-hmm. right it was impatient mm-hmm. yeah poor going there we go to mr Aban. we i think we touched on it a little bit um did well when the when the track was warmer um ultimately delivered bad two great points for for um, the team, I kind of expected them to be okay here, uh, given similar to Monza in terms of a long straight where they can they can stretch their leg, and then if they have good enough downforce to the middle sector, they're already used to driving a car with low downforce. So he was strong in the middle sector uh, versus the other team. So I think that helped a little bit. Albon uh, he had a train for a good part of the race, but ultimately was able to uh, protect and uh, bring two points home, uh, unlike his teammate. Story of the season repeats itself again here, but great job for, by Alba. No, I think uh, Logan Sargent was asked to retire the car in the last lap. Yeah, and in the last yep. lap he pulled yeah, in. For yeah, a some sort of issue. engine problem. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but he wasn't in the points. He wasn't going to make points. And, and yeah, well, he was already... Yeah, he wasn't going to make fine. P16. P16. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Overall, yeah. through the weekend, though, he was closer uh, in terms of <laughs> time to Albon. And even during the race, he was made. He was three tenths off of Albon's time, which is good compared to where he was before. So, yeah, he's he's got 20 races under his belt. So, he should only be learning a bunch and showing all his learned in the next few races to make sure he has a good winter break and keeps a seat for next season. I think Vegas is a great opportunity for him. Um, it'll be a new track for everybody. Um, so it would be a great opportunity for him to be like someone on a level playing field with all the other drivers. Like nobody knows what the degradation is. Nobody knows you know, how to extract the best lap yet. Um, so it'll be new for everyone. So I think I, it'll be an apples to apple kind of comparison. It's not like a track where the other drivers have been there a couple times before him and have raced there and have gone through the whole motion of a weekend. I think this one would be a good one to kind of like assess his overall progression. If he does well here, I would expect him next year to come in uh, with at least one season under his belt to show progress from the get-go. So looking forward to seeing how he does in a couple of weeks in uh, Viva Las Vegas. That's uh, my take on my boy here. Ocon and Gassi, 10 and 11. These boys seems to seem to perform together. Um, not much I can say. I was hoping for, for much more from them. Ocon secured the points. They got beat by an Alpha Tari. Like, is it is it still power issue? I think it's power issue, right? On the straight, that's still causing them a lot of issue. Power predominantly, or power issue, and then yeah, their that entire car is slightly draggy. Uh, 
or which is which is actually kind of good, but at the same time, you know, they but... weren't able to <laughs> get everything together. And uh, the track track position is vital in here because you have long tier restraints, so they got stuck in there and uh, couldn't yeah. make the move. And uh, yeah, they were only Akon was throwing out messages to a horse. So you could you could clearly tell where <laughs> tell me tell them I'm yeah? coming. You could clearly tell them where <laughs> his tell, car was. Tell the house I'm coming. He never did. He pulled the move out. He eventually pulled the move out. It slaps out. Like it took forever. <laughs> tell, tell Haas that I'm coming for that. <laughs> that is a funny one. Oh man, I love Ocon. Just the weirdest, you know, type of jokes out there. Yeah, we love Ocon. Uh, yeah, guess yeah, uneventful really. Uh, we had a couple laps on his on his hard before the race got stopped. Barely got anything in. Uh, kind of killed his race there. Uh, sim similar to Albon. Albon, I think he pitted under the safety car, right? Uh, instead of waiting for the red flag. I uh, did one lap on, on his tires, but yeah, uh, Gassi, not much to say. No points. We can talk about Sonoda. I think that's one that's interesting to touch on. And then maybe Alfa Romeo, uh, the two Alfa Romeo kids. And then do a stop by uh, Aston Martin. Who wants to take Sonoda? Um, I thought he had a pretty good race going on for a while. Um, until that incident with Piastri. Um, I thought... Sunoda looked a lot like Perez in that incident. They both kind of did the same thing. They got like a little bit ahead and alongside and just started coming over when there was another car there. Um, and it kind of, the result was kind of similar for both of them. Yep. Yeah, he ruined his own yeah. race, or more or less, with that uh, hasty move. Could have waited for an extra few corners because there was only one DRS reduction zone. For yeah. two DR zones, so could have just waited, but it's very clumsy. Yeah, and then very impatient. Went forward. That unraveled his race. Yeah, yeah. It could have been a seven eight for that team if he played his card yeah. right. He had a little bit. He had more pace than Piastri. So hi. Hopefully he learns and um, can do better next time. Um, Hockenberg or maybe just Haas in general. Are those upgrades working? Can somebody tell me? I don't know. They got to keep all four wheels on the car. That yeah. crash that Magnuson had was, was pretty heinous. <laughs> that looked really bad. Um, and he looked clearly shaken up by it. He was. It was good to see him out of the car and walking around, but he uh, he was kind of limping around a little bit. He looked. He definitely looked like he was uh, aching a little bit mm -hmm. after that. Yeah, there's this thing that was like linked to the to the rear suspension that like overheated and just lost lost pressure or lost lost grip on it or just lost its its hold on the tire and just snapped yeah. off and just put him he was he was going very Caught slowly. On fire too. I don't know if you guys noticed. Yeah, that they, was a break. Showed the that car afterwards. That that part was. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. They weren't was, getting any more air, so they just took off. You know, temperature is pretty high on that. So those suckers. Yeah, Hockenberg really was sitting duck for a while, right? He tried to defend. P10. He did a once. He did a two stopper. Uh, was able to get fresh mediums uh, for the second stand, but he struggled again at the end. 
Um, and even Sonoda came back to overtake him, I think. Um, not great, but the other guys that really surprised me, Joe Guan Yu and Valtteri Bottas, like, they were, they started comfortably, uh, P9 and P10. Yeah. They were, but then they, they tumbled down to 14, 15. Just what happened? Uh, Can they, somebody tell me? Absolutely. Is it tired? Is it zero pace? What is zero it? pace. They barely had any pace. Uh, and uh, I don't know what's going on there. They're having issues only with the pace and the setup, but not with the tires. Uh, and hopefully mm -hmm. they figure that out. And they don't have any upgrades coming in for the rest of the calendar year. And I don't see them scoring any points. And I think they'll end up losing their uh, P8 or P7, P8 Eight? spot yeah. to uh, yeah. Alpatari after the splendid drive from Daniel Ricciardo, which overshot them yeah. uh, from P10 all the way to P P nine P six and six points. Yeah, they're man. tied with uh, uh, oh yeah, they're tied with Alfa Romeo. So let's see how it goes on. Pretty bad race. He does how many races this year? Two races or three races, and he scores more points than a lot of the folks out there. For he scores more points than Magnussen, has more points than. Does he have more than Sonoda? No, I don't think no, so. Sonoda still has more, but he has more than He's more, more than. than more than yeah, Joe. He has more than Sergeant. He has more than the kid that replaced him for Lawson for a little bit. Now he has more than DeVries. Ah, he's the one. You know that Red Bull seats. You know smiling at him. But talking about Red Bull seats and talking about drivers. I mean, Fernando it's exciting. Alonso. It's an exciting result from Ricardo, but I also don't want to get like too far ahead of ourselves. Like he won a race when he was at McLaren. But other than that, the rest of his time at McLaren was pretty yes. rough. Yep. So it was an exciting result. I'm super happy. I'm like hesitating before I get my hopes up too much. But um, yeah, I mean, it could also maybe be like a one-off and <laughs> he could start struggling again soon. So I think it's too early to really say, but um, yeah. We'll see. Uh, that yeah, is true. Uh, one of the points because he had sometimes pretty decent weekends in McLaren with McLaren, and then he would come back saying it's good. I understand it, and next week it's again reset, and then he's out there struggling. So let's see how yeah. he prog makes progress for the remaining three races. And Alfatari seems to bring a good car. Their upgrades uh, that they did bring in earlier this season, or few few races back. Are slight are working in better. So let's see. And then here, yeah, Dad Eric is gonna have to extract and keep the consistency. Yeah. Yeah. Not a team that double DNF this time is a, a team I wouldn't have expected to be struggling um, by race, by the second race of the season. I thought these guys were the real deal. It's uh, gonna have an amazing season. It all tapered off starting from. Uh, Quebec, but uh, here we are, double DNF for uh, Alonso and Stroll. I know Stroll's was a little bit of a clunky move with uh, Bottas uh, near the end of the race there, but Alonso again, she's like, "What was this? What was the damage issue? What was this issue?" Does this have to retire his car? I'm not sure what has the yeah. issue with maybe some overheating sensors and stuff like that, but they had yeah. to retire his car. Yep, Aston Martin had absolutely no pace on the weekend. 
and double D and F. It's oh. only writing them in terms of files. I mean, they're they're pretty much uh, locked in for PPI now. It's only the uh, drivers that more or less going mm-hmm. to hurt them. Mm-hmm. Given how uh, yeah. the Ferraris and Landon are are scoring points every week, and Alonso not scoring. Sister, yeah. Tough, tough. He was in the battle there. He was P2 or P3 for the longest time in the championship, just stumbling back. Uh, there was rumor today. Uh, There's a uh, Red Bull Spain, you know, put a little tweet out there. Um, and then everybody's thinking about, talking about, I would say, Alonso to Red Bull. Yeah, no. Was, is that no. something of a possibility? Not, not happening. It's never happening. Watch out. Watch out, Danny. It's not, it's not set in stone, no. man. The King Alonso is is still around. Nope, I don't think Alonso is gonna go there. No, I know. Yeah. I know somebody's just pulling our tail and uh, you know trying to get capture some clicks for a couple of days until we get to Brazil and then it all gets shut down again by the first uh, conference uh, meeting with the driver. So, yeah, we'll we'll take that. Um, Paris, does anybody? I don't know what else to say about Paris. I think we spoke enough about him. Uh, unlucky home race could have done could have been better. Uh, that goes with the stress of 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 these of these wide tracks that just narrow all of a sudden into a a, a chicane. Um, it's tough. It's tough. It's you gotta be careful. You can lose it all into turn one. Uh, so I know he he started what P five and came all the way to the front by turn one just and got overzealous and. Just threw it all away. So ah, next time, I hope he could. He had a. He has a car that can fight. So like, just back off and and come back and he can fight. You know. Here's. I don't know. That was my take. Here's one thing that I I think not many may have noticed of Perez. Like, we are only looking at Perez in comparison to what Verstappen is doing with that car, and how he's able to perform and how far off Perez is to Verstappen in that Red Bull. And how he's not performing week in week off. But if you just take a look at just Perez and not compare him to anything, Perez is known to have good race pace, good tire management, and uh, well overtaking moves or well structured overtaking moves. Good racecraft generally. But this mm-hmm. year, the past, the second half of the season, especially if you just take a look at him, bad race pace. Very bad race car racecraft. He's been making these stupid overtake moves, crashing into people, just lunging in there. I, and he's more like going into the uh, Romain Grosjean's territory, where Romain Grosjean has the flashes of speed but can never keep it consistent and keep making a mistake and keep crashing, racing and race out. That's what Sergio Perez is doing. I think he he just needs to focus on a single thing. Say that you know what? Let me just get my race craft back. You see this this race? Yeah, he had a the, the turn one incident out of nowhere. Uh, I don't know what he was thinking. He should have just break break late and go way wide. He could never make the apex. He was trying to do that last race. But in general, just when you focus only on Perez by himself, he's had a pretty bad race craft, and he's been making bad overtake moves in the past six or seven races. So I think he needs to focus on that, and the team needs to. That's that's one of the reasons. This is this is a new low level of Paris that we have seen, 
if we just look at him and not compare him to Verstappen. Because when you do compare him to Verstappen, you do see last year too, he wasn't performing as much as he needed to in comparison to uh, Verstappen. In 2021, he redeemed himself in the final few races. But the entire 2021 season, he was nowhere. In 2021 season, the final few races, he redeemed himself. 2022, similar thing, a few races here and there, he redeemed himself. But there was no contest. The season, we thought he was going through that uh, Valtteri Bottas 2018 winter arc, where he comes back uh, trying to ch chase the championship. He was doing that, but again, Max being Max, once he started focusing his efforts onto the championship, it just blew past him. And since Miami, Checo was never the same. And uh, he kept last, losing everything. And uh, yeah, at one point he was leading the championship too. Now, Max Verstappen having double the point of what Checo has is something to look into for Checo Perez. Ah, uh, yeah, I think we're 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 having these conversations we have, and that we know that inevitably um, the end is here and the end is near um, for drivers, uh, especially on in that on when it comes to Red Bull. Or, it was similar with Bottas. We knew the end was near. We knew it was just a matter of time before he gets traded out uh, or loses his seat. So, yeah, it's it's becoming clearer and clearer that. This might happen before the start of next season, if the trend continues for for the next two races. What what do you think is his chances uh, in in terms of winning P two in the championship? Do you think it's a done deal? Next race will tell us uh, who has P two in the championship. If he does perform good, next race, then uh, there's still hope for him to seal that P two. Uh, if if he doesn't mm -hmm. perform uh, good. In the next race, then it's a done deal for Lewis Hamilton to get the P2. No matter uh, if Vegas, Red Bull is 1-2, Mercedes is going to be P3 there. Max, I think Lewis has to outscore Checo Perez by five points every weekend, I think. Wow. Yeah. So one uh, disqualification for Lewis, and everybody thought Checo got the P2. One DNF for Checo, yep. and then the battle's back on. So... Anything can Back happen. On, next Let's... race is, I think, next race will make it clear who gets B2. If Checo performs good, then he can keep it. If Checo uh, performs bad, then Lewis is going to get it. Well, we'll see. There's still a lot to play for. Uh, we're going to be excited to see the McLaren, I think, could be their race next weekend. Uh, I don't know. They're doing well in slow and fast corners, so uh, there's a lot to be played for this weekend. It's another one of those sprint weekends where you get your setup right or you don't get it right and you're, you're left to hang. Uh, so uh, I expect a little bit, uh, some jeopardy and some surprise uh, come come Saturday for the for the sprint and Sunday for the race. So yeah, going to be exciting. Looking forward to Brazil next. Anything else? Any party waters? Let's all have a good uh, Brazil race. It's a sprint weekend. Hopefully, uh, the sprint is different to the actual race. And it doesn't give us a peak. Like what Austin sprinted. Maybe the sprint, it rains. And then for the actual race, it doesn't. That's what I want. That would be nice. 
It'll make it like two races, one wet race and one uh, a dry race. What do you what do you, what are your uh, predictions on who's gonna win for next weekend? With no data, and I think that's based on the guess. Uh, I would guess that Verstappen wins. It's print or the race or both. Okay. Both. All right, you. Pete, you want to give your top three or just the winner? Uh, I guess I'll go Verstappen, uh, Hamilton, Perez. Nice. I would say, yeah, Verstappen with a win for both sprint and the race. Uh, I went for sprint. I'm going to spice it up saying uh, Russell and uh, Norris. And for the race, I'm going to say it's Hamilton and Russell. Double Mercedes point for the race. It All right. Effect. That's an interesting prediction. Um, <laughs> well, I think that about does it for us. Uh, thanks for listening. And uh, we'll catch everybody next time.